0: Welcome to another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We have a big time show for you guys today. First, Minka Fitzpatrick got a big time deal from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which safety, Jesse Bates or Derwin James, should get the next big time safety deal? Also, with OTAs wrapping up around the NFL, does it matter if a star player skips out on voluntary workouts? We'll discuss. And then finally, if you have a late-to-mid first-round pick, is it better to go safe with a high floor or better to shoot for the stars with a high ceiling? We'll debate all of that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll.
1: You are Locked On NFL.
0: Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Football fans, welcome into the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans. Here with my co-host, Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. Thank you for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On NFL Podcast Everywhere and always free. We're kicking off today's Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Talking about the big time contract signed by Minka Fitzpatrick, the uh, star safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He gets a four year contract extension, gives him about $18 million per year. Going to get $36 million guaranteed at signing. Uh, my number one takeaway here is, God, I wish I was an All-Pro safety in the NFL with some of these numbers that we are seeing, but we really want to move the conversation forward here. Cause there's a couple of safeties that are looking for new deals right now. And, Kind of interesting to see which safety we think is worth the money and who should get that next big safety contract, and the two guys are Jesse Bates, who's currently on a franchise tag with the Cincinnati Bengals and trying to work out a long-term deal before the deadline next month, and then you have Derwin James from the Los Angeles Chargers who, uh, impressed early on, has dealt with some injuries, but... Alex, when you're looking at Jesse Bates, you're looking at Derwin James as a guy who we saw Jesse Bates make a big, make big plays for the Bengals in a Super Bowl run last year, but I know that, like me, you have a soft spot for the Chargers, and Derwin James looked to be one of the most talented players in the entire league when he was healthy, so out of those two guys, if you had to pay one big-time money, which would you give that long-term contract extension to?
1: I mean, it's it's situational. Uh, Who's the best player? In my opinion, I think it's Derwin James, who has more injury concerns. Is Derwin James like he's not on like the he's not like a Bob Sanders meets like Isaiah Simmons in a body where Bob Sanders was always (laughs) hurt, but when he was on the field, he was a top tier safety. You know, and Ed Ed Reed to a lesser extent because he was on the field more. But Derwin James is a special player. Um, Jesse Bates is more traditional. And I think the Bengals need Jesse Bates more than the Chargers need Derwin James because the Chargers, if you listen to our podcast from, what, two weeks ago now, I think they've got the best roster in football of starters. Right. And I think the Bengals need Jesse Bates over the top more. So who would I pay more Jesse Bates, not only because of situation, because they need him more, but also because he's on the field more. So I would say Jesse Bates, even though I think Derwin James is a better player when on the field. Right. Well, I
0: understand because my answer is going to be convoluted as well. Like, I'm with you. Derwin James is probably the better athlete. He's probably the better player when both guys are healthy and playing their best football. I I, I don't think that anybody will make an argument against that who doesn't wear a Cincinnati Bengals jersey on Sundays in Cincinnati, Ohio. But the, the reality is with the Bengals, the position that they're in, they just came off a Super Bowl run. They cannot afford to have Jesse Bates, you know, not in a good mood. Quite frankly, like I know they just drafted Dax Hill. So that does give them long-term. It does give them some some room to maybe replace Jesse Bates. But for this upcoming season, they absolutely cannot let him go. But at the end of the day, we're not just talking about next season. We're talking about the long-term here, a long-term contract. So that's why I think it's more important for the Bengals to keep Jesse Bates around this year. So I like the franchise tag idea. But I'm going with Derwin James. I, I think mm-hmm. for a long-term contract, if I'm going to do that, you better on a high-end player with high-end traits. And while Jesse Bates is one of the best safeties in the NFL, and I hate that it feels like we're diminishing him, I think the Bengals have set up a little bit of a replacement. And Jesse Bates didn't have a great regular season last year. So my answer is more about keeping the boat rowing in the right direction in Cincinnati, but in a vacuum, I'd I'd have to go with Derwin James, despite the injury concerns.
1: I mean, I get it. Like, the thing is that both teams have set themselves up for glory, potentially. We saw it last mm-hmm. year with Cincinnati, and then the Chargers are the sexy team for everybody to make this right. goal wins. you know, whatever, because they're, they're maximizing their quarterbacks on rookie-scale contracts. So they're able to do this and front-load the hell out of these deals because they're going to have cap space because they're not mm-hmm. paying their quarterback. What this is doing is showing, when you draft well, what is possible for the guys that are three years in and not the Jamar Chases, T Higgins, etc.? And then the same thing with the chargers, like what they're able to do You're like, well, where are they getting all this money? Well, you draft well. And then when those guys are ready for new deals, you can mm-hmm. pay them because you're not paying all these overpriced uh, free agents because you've had good players on your team. And you don't need to yep. bring in outside help. So yeah, yep. I mean, it's six of one, you know, six of one half dozen of the other, but I just think that Jesse Bates means more to the team than Derwin James does by, like, this. Just because they're so stacked on defense with what they did with Khalil Mack. They have right. Joey Bosa. You know, they they signed J.C. Jackson. They drafted mm-hmm. Asante Samuel Jr. The list He's goes awesome. on and on. Their yeah. defense is good to go. And obviously, yep. you want to keep Derwin James. So we think both these guys will get signed. And it'll be interesting to see the, the uh, contract gymnastics the both front offices will try to, uh, try to execute to be able to get yep. these guys both.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely going to have to do that. And I think it's funny that you talk about, you know, the Chargers. The Chargers are the new Bills. You know, no. like two years ago with the Bills, everybody's like, oh, I think the Bills are the team that can make it. They got the talent. They got blah, blah, blah. So I feel like the Chargers are, are, are the new. Now that the Bills have moved to that next level, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're a certified Super Bowl contender. But I feel like the Chargers have taken their places that, You know, young, dynamic team with a lot of talent that everybody loves. But moving forward, OTAs are wrapping up all the voluntary stuff, uh, mandatory minicamps, all the true off-season activities for NFL teams are wrapping up this week. And there are some players out there on some teams who aren't participating. Does it matter. We are going to talk about that in just a second. Before we do, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And uh, locked on uh, NFL listeners are actually going to get $50 All purchases of 500 or more when you use promo code locked on at Bluenile.com. So, whether you're shopping for a custom engagement ring or you're looking for a piece of jewelry that's as unique as she is, you can find it with the ease and convenience of online shopping at Bluenile.com. And when you're shopping online, you don't want to feel like you're swimming out there with no help trying to pick the best option. Bluenile.com has 20. Four seven support to help you make the best decision possible. Once again, use the promo code locked on at blue com and make your moment sparkle.
1: Second segment here, locked on NFL Thursday. We're doing it live. I don't know who said that. Uh Bill uh, Alex O'Reilly. That's he. right. Alex Clancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my Jack favorite Roland. clips. Well, you know, we we can only um you know, we can only say so much of that clip because this is a family show. Right, follow right. him on Thanks Twitter at Tic Tac Titans every day, Tennessee Titans news, Monday through Friday. I think are you doing three a week this month? Or are you uh, doing five? for a
0: couple of weeks until training yeah. camps back? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, it's and stay town. with me
1: at Clancy's Corner. I'm doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday through June. Um, everything everything Cardinals, locked on Cardinals. Uh, we mm-hmm. together make up Locked On NFL Thursday. Um, we, you know, thank you. We don't ask a whole lot from you. What we do ask is one little thing, a favor maybe. We're putting together a survey. We want to learn what you like, what you don't like, what you really like, what you'd like to see changed about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It doesn't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of a 100 or one of ten $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Um, to take, the, to take the survey again, lockdownpodcast.com slash survey. So safeties are getting paid everywhere. Wide receivers are getting paid everywhere. We have a very interesting segment in the final segment about would you rather take somebody in the mid to late round, mid to late first round with a higher floor or higher ceiling? And he, Tyler and I are both going to bring up players that you can relate. Like, would you draft this player in the first round, knowing what you know now about how their career has gone? Um, but first, OTAs are like, voluntary mandatory most players show up uh veterans a lot don't show up to, to, vol- to uh, voluntary Otas does it matter and I know that we've got the people out there on Twitter and otherwise oh it shows bad leadership be holier than that blah 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 does it really matter and I'm gonna go first because I experienced this firsthand with Kyler Murray where he didn't show up to the first second of voluntary Otas and people are freaking the hell out like not only is somebody in a contract negotiation, but how many veterans don't show up? Not everybody's going to be J.J. Watt and everybody's going to be Larry Fitzgerald, whatever things like that around Cardinals town. I don't think it matters a lick. I don't. I don't think it matters point 0.1%. I don't care about leadership. I, it doesn't show bad leadership. It doesn't show you know bad. Um, you know, uh, for what rookies need to follow. Like I don't yeah. think it means anything. Mandatory OTAs is a little bit different. But especially contractually, if it's a deal, it's not, you know, you can take take a little slap on the wrist getting fined for not showing up for a couple days of mandatory OTAs.
0: Yes. Well, I, I understand. And let me say this. Let me say this. I generally agree with you, but I think there are certain positions where it matters. Okay. I think quarterback matters. I think it matters to have your starting quarterback in the building getting chemistry with wide receivers, telling wide receivers, hey, I need you to be at this depth on this route. Hey, if we see this coverage uh, against this route combination, I need you to sit down here. The the quarterback is the leader of the team, and I think establishing chemistry and getting on the same page within the offense, I think there is no cap on how much you can do that to make it better. And, you know, all, all I can know, I see everything going around, the NFL, but I can give you real insight on the Titans, and I could say that the Titans just signed a brand-new tight end, Austin Hooper. Ryan Tannehill and Austin Hooper have developed a great chemistry and have been working on the side field together during special teams periods, all that stuff. You can't tell me that none of that matters because if none of that matters, then why are they doing it? Then why are they doing well, it at all? So I, I just hate how, you know, m- here in the media, we'll say, Oh, uh, you know, they're getting this chemistry. They're working so much together, blah, blah, blah. And then on the other side, say, being there doesn't matter. Well, you can't run stories and talk about the chemistry being built during these times. And then on the other side, say, it doesn't matter if people aren't there. So, for my opinion, I think offensive line and I think quarterback, because of the chemistry needed and how that really matters, I, I think those are positions where you do want your whole offensive line and you do want your starting quarterback, the leader of your team in. But other positions, I don't care as much. So yeah. I, I don't I mean, know if that's
1: a fair answer, but that's how I feel. Now, image-wise is what I was describing. People are going to work out when it's not mandatory OTAs. They're going to build the chemistry. I mean, Peyton Manning and Rodney Harrison. Maybe. Were, were, were Marvin Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison had practices after every practice by themselves. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yes, if your quarterback is worth his weight in whatever, he's going to be working out with the wide receivers, especially the new ones, and tight ends, et cetera. Kyler Murray's mm-hmm. doing, he's getting his rest with Trey McBride, their right. second pick out of Colorado State. Like, that's not what this, is. it's more like, does it fracture an image by not showing up to OTAs? An image, not meaning like, oh, this is how I'm portrayed in the media, but how are you portrayed everywhere? Like, it's, the work is getting done. I right. These guys are professional athletes who know that a lot of their contracts are incentive-based, whether it be quarterback or not, like, that's, I feel like that's kind of taking my question a little bit differently than what I meant to. What well, that's I how we always do this. I Whenever yeah. we
0: do these segments, I always have just a touch of a different way. To, but I will say this, an analogy. This is like when I was in college. I went to a top five party school in the country, Ohio University. And because of that, yeah, it was uh, really high the few years that I was there. I'd like to think I personally <laughs> contributed. But moving forward. uh At Ohio University, you have to spend the first two years in the dorms. You're Uh not allowed to live off-campus the first two years. To me, that's like what we're talking about in the NFL right now. All of these guys, when you're really young and you're trying to prove yourself and get a real NFL contract, you live on the dorms. You Mm -hmm. show up to everything. And immediately, once these guys get that second contract, they go and they work out with their team. They don't come to all the voluntary stuff all the time. So. I understand that all these young guys that you're talking about setting an example for by being there, well, once these young guys get their second deal or get a little bit of security, they're going to stop going to the voluntary stuff too. So who are we setting an example for here? If they're just going to do exactly the opposite, you know what I mean? So I just don't think, I think that's just the way it is. And I, I get outside of quarterback and offensive line, I think you're 100% right.
1: Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked On Titans. We make up Locked On NFL Thursday. Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. Coming up next, higher floor or higher ceiling? What do you target in the first round? Tyler and I will break down our thoughts next. First, Bilt Bar. So Mud Pie, the new flavor of Bill Bar, has been running mm. amok in our Twitter DMs <laughs> with the NFL hosts. Um, I've heard jubilation from guys like Cody Rourke and David Harrison. I never thought that I would see, even though both of them from locked on, locked on bucks and locked on Broncos respectively, uh, love bill bar. Mud pie is taking it to the next level. And remember, so this is how I talk to people about it. It's like everything your parents wouldn't let you eat when you were younger in a protein bar that doesn't have a million, grams of sugar like candy bars do built bar Mm -hmm. describes themselves as the best tasting protein bar and the healthiest candy bar on the planet mud pie itself the future flavor that you can get at built.com 16 grams of protein 150 calories eight grams of sugar it is breakfast in four bites it's covered in chocolate and this is not like false advertising these things i've got a box and a half on the top of my refrigerator i just nail them like i'm going up for a drive i'm hungry boom built bar Bottle of water. Call it a day. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. You are locked on. At-
0: Just right out of the gate, letting you guys know my producer skills there. Love that. Nice little... Nice little click on the intro and then transition over. Great job there Good behind transition. the scenes by me. I'm just a wonderful producer here. But we are going to cap off this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We talked about Minka Fitzpatrick getting that big deal from the Pittsburgh Steelers and whether you'd rather pay Derwin James or Jesse Bates next. We talked about if OTAs matter. And, of course, me and Alex like to look at things from a touch of a different perspective. But now I want to talk about mid to late first round picks. So a lot of times in the draft, in the first round, you think that you need to take a high-end superstar. That's what kind of guy you should be getting in the first round. But if you're in the mid to late first round, there's a chance that a first round talent isn't really there. A lot of times most scouts have far less than 32 first round grades on players. So that means in in the mid to late 18 to later, You're looking at a guy who may have a second-round grade. The question becomes, because it is a first-round pick, do you take the guy with a higher ceiling who needs more development, or with that late first-round pick, do you stay conservative, take a guy with a higher floor who may not end up as that all-pro or that pro bowler, but will be a good contributor to your team? Alex had a great example as
1: for a player. Alex, lay, lay it on the people. Yeah. Um, it's Tyler Boyd. So say, so let me ask you, so say that say your favorite team has Tyler Boyd. Okay. Has the 19th overall pick. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you need a wide receiver. Okay. And you have the option of drafting somebody that, I mean, it may not even need to be a wide receiver, but it's just somebody like Tyler Boyd stuck out to me because I was debating Hollywood Brown on my show today. Like, Mm -hmm. is he worth a 21st overall pick? if he ends up being a wide receiver too for his career, but for a decade, like, is that worth it? And I think a resounding yes would be if somebody told you that your favorite team drafted Tyler Boyd with a 19th overall pick five years ago or four years ago, and you're looking at him now, would he warrant being the 19th overall pick? Like, is that a solid first round pick? And I think once again is a resounding yes, because what's the life, what's the, it's the, Life expectancy, the job expectancy of NFL players, less than three years normally. Exactly. And as Denzel Mims and John Ross, how it felt to be a first-round pick that completely flopped. Like, Tyler Board, consistency in the NFL is very overlooked. Another name, yes. to a lesser extent, like Harry Douglas was a name for a long time, and there was the third option right. with Atlanta. He was a great fill-in whenever Roddy White and Julio Jones would get hurt. One of those two seemed to always be hurt, and he would step into a wide receiver two role. Marvin Jones. Another one, another Cincinnati Bengals guy. Guys that are secondary that have just been consistent ever since they hit that stride to become an NFL player. So I think it's a resounding yes. And to answer the question specifically, I would much rather take somebody with a higher floor than a potential astronomical ceiling where more times than not, it will not be met. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I I think that
0: especially if you're picking later in there, and like I said, you're probably taking a second round talent at that point. If you're not uh, able to get high-end talent in the draft with the first-round talent, then don't go boom or bust once you get down to the next tier. I think Tyler Boyd is a great example. I mean, he's had nearly 400 catches, nearly 5,000 yards, 24 touchdowns in his career. I yeah. mean, he may not be a flashy name. You say Tyler Boyd to people, whether it be in the NFL community or the fantasy community, you'll probably get a meh. Response, you know what I mean? Now, I know this guy, these two guys I'm about to mention went a little higher. They went top 10. But if you would taken them at 19 or 20, like a guy like Corey Davis, a guy yeah. like Mike Williams from the Chargers, you know, those guys aren't the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. You know, a, a guy like DJ Moore is another good example. If you could get that type of play and that type of production from a wide receiver too. In the NFL, even though they don't make the Pro Bowl every year, they're not an All-Pro. They're not one of the top five receivers at their position. Right. They're still a solid wide receiver, too. And basically, it becomes as a wide receiver, too, worth a, a late to mid first-round pick. And I'm going to say yes all day because, like you said, consistency is incredibly underrated in the NFL. And and you, you got to take that over. Think about, I mean, from a Titans perspective, a guy like Isaiah Wilson, you know? going for high upside on a guy who would need super development. You, you take a safer guy right there and make sure that your first-round pick isn't a complete waste. So that's how I would see that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and you say consistency, and I say longevity. I mean, consistency and longevity are the two most important things for any player in the NFL. You know, consistency, longevity. And if Mike Williams is an interesting one, and, and it, like, he just got a second deal, you know, and mm-hmm. Corey had to go somewhere else, to get a second deal. And, you know, he he was worth his money last year because the Jets were terrible and they had no wide receivers until Elijah, until Elijah Moore woke and up. Now and now that the wide receiver market
0: has changed and Corey Davis is making about $12.5 million per year, yeah, for it's slotted perfectly for, for where he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where Mike Williams and DJ Moore are at like $20 million, something like that. I think Tyler Boyd and Corey Davis are right where they need to be and I well, think they're uh, valuable.
1: Yeah. And and with the polarization that's going on with the contracts escalating for wide receivers, you're mm-hmm. going to be happy as a front office drafting a Mike Williams at seven overall. If he's with your yeah. team for a decade, even if, as you mentioned, he's never going to hit that wide receiver one status. He got paid mm-hmm. like a wide receiver two in 2022, which is yes. wide receiver one seven years ago with the inflation, yep. and everything like that. So I just thought they were interesting conversations and, um, I'm really excited to see if Derwin James, how much he and and Jesse Bates get paid going back. Yeah, to that, that first conversation. that'll
0: be interesting to watch. That's probably the next big uh, news drop in the NFL. But I heard I heard the I word, and with with the I word uh, coming out, we're gonna we're gonna move on here because Lord knows by the time we're done with the podcast, everything will be more expensive, including <laughs> wide receivers and safeties in the NFL. But that's gonna do it for us. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked On NFL podcast. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do, stream. Check out Friday's show with Chris Carter and your boy Q. They're going to be breaking down the biggest stories in the NFL. But that's going to do it for us. You guys take care, have a good weekend, and we will see you next week.